podcast series Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. I'm Stacey Jafter, and today I'll be chatting with Gregory Mulgras, head of Western Europe at MangoPay.com. MangoPay is an end-to-end payment solution for marketplaces, crowdfunding, and fintech platforms. Hi, Gregory. Thanks for coming onto the podcast. How's your day going? Oh, thank you, Stacey. Uh, I'm really glad to have this podcast with you today. It's going super well. It's super sunny in Paris, a bit too hot, but uh, <laughs> I'm going well. Thank you very much. I'm a little bit jealous in, in South Africa right now. We're going through winter, so we're, we're locked indoors and it's freezing. Let's just jump right in, Gregory. I want to hear your story. Tell me about your journey to building your career. Okay. Um, so to talk about my career, that's funny because, you know, at the beginning of it, I didn't mm-hmm. plan to have one. <laughs> Trying to focus on it, I would uh, split it in four phases, something like okay. that. Uh, the first phase was kind of a discovery part. Uh, then uh, I start to think about it. So I would call it a career setup. Then mm-hmm. I had the chance to have an entrepreneurial part. And then came the career expansion. Mm-hmm. So that was really interesting. Um, I would say that after an MBA in three countries, I mm-hmm. had the chance to work as an international business developer in developing countries, such as uh, Poland, Dubai, uh, Trinidad and Tobago, for a company that was producing macroeconomic reports. Gotcha. Uh, or broadcasted on the best newspaper and TV channels. So like uh, CBS television and mm-hmm. other channels like that. It was a very particular uh, position as I was selling ads to fund the report and I was selling those ads to CEO and ministers. So that was quite a challenging first position. I could only imagine. And after a year, I came back to France because I traveled a lot before and I wanted just to uh, uh, see my family again. So mm-hmm. I became as an inborn sales for a tourism packages website with hundreds of objectives. Mm-hmm. And I had the chance to discover the internet and an inbound sales world, I would say, a phone mm-hmm. calls platform, and to become a top seller on top of 80 sales. Nice. <laughs> uh, but by this time, I wasn't really looking for a career, honestly, but more for an excellent salary. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty. Yeah, we have to be honest. I mean, we start in some way and uh, we don't know what we do and that was mm-hmm. the point so i started to reconsider my approach and started to think of how to build my future so i w- uh, i would say that that was the career setup part and mm-hmm. i then started analyzing what were the new promising sectors and try to focus on the new um, information and communication technology and the payment solution for internet which were obviously on their early days but that they were very promising. So for me, it was a bet. Mm-hmm. But I would say either you play on security or you bet on the promising and the right horse, I would say. Yeah. So then I applied to the most important AI, uh, NICT companies and payment solution, analyzing in parallel their markets, their evolution, any news I could find about them, and made spontaneous application. I then worked for Alopas. I don't know if you know this company in France. Yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, this company was doing micropayments for websites. Mm-hmm. I stayed there for two years, got my first learning and expertise on payment. I became, again, the first seller uh, on the platform uh, on top of... Look at you, Gregory. Always on top. I'm trying my best. I'm working hard. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had the chance to be international, uh, international, sorry, uh, getting uh, my first contact with Deezer, with Spotify, mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Blizzard, micro, uh, Microsoft, uh, Ubisoft, big companies. So it was a, a great uh, f- a start. And during this journey, I decided to start to discuss with the new, strong and international competitor called Zong, which was Mm -hmm. revolutionizing the market, mixing micropayment with mobile payment. They were selling their solution worldwide. So that was a good point for me. Yeah. Clear, innovative product. And they were attacking the mobile payment, which which was at that time meaning the future. So I joined them as a country manager for France. And after one year, my CEO, David Marcus, very well known on the market, today as one of the right hand of Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. sold the company for PayPal uh, for 240 million. Not wow. Too bad. <laughs> and he became, by the way, uh, vice president of PayPal World after one year. Oh, wow. So it was not too bad. I would say that mm. he was a good Not bet. too bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> at PayPal, so I had the opportunity to manage all the French digital vertical and learn so much from such a brand. I stayed there for four years, and I would say that I, I start my entrepreneurial part from there, because uh, my entre- I would say that my entrepreneurial mindset and the real possibility, you know, to feel your impact on the company made me think mm-hmm. it was the time to leave. In companies such as PayPal, it is difficult to make the boat accelerating, and so. Uh, what was important for me is to feel that you have a real and deep impact on the company. I feel that. So I thought that if I wanted to grow, you know, I needed to increase my scope of competencies and expertise. So mm-hmm. I opened my own wine marketplace with a clear objective to build a strong company and to sell it later. Why wine? Because I love wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fond of love wine it. for the last uh, 20 years. And when you are an entrepreneur, you know that the, you know that the journey is going to be really tough. Mm-hmm. So if it has to be tough, you should love your product. Completely agree. Cool. <laughs> so I love wine. <laughs> I choose wine. <laughs> uh, my entrepreneurial adventure lasted four years, during which I improved my knowledge of many subjects, of course, and got a three sixty degrees vision and understanding. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I didn't grow enough and I was running out of cash, so I decided to stop. Mm-hmm. With a lot of deception, obviously, but, you know, resignation as well. And it is hard to see, you know, the benefit after math and right away. But when you see that now, I am head of Western Europe in a payment service provider, specialized on marketplace, and my own company was a marketplace. I would say that all seems pretty clear. and It, it all worked out. Exactly. So I do understand it now, but sometimes during the, your journey, you don't understand what's happening. I understand that, yeah. And then you will understand later. So then I would say that my career expansion starts because it makes no doubt that, or at least to my point of view, that I'm good on business development, on project management, with an international and entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. I became, after 10 years on payment, an expert on payment solution. So I would say that all pieces are now linked and I can, I can see where to go. And to finish on your question and on this journey, I would say that this position allows me to express all those competencies, help MongoPay to internationalize more their activities and product, open new local offices, 
to be innovative, opening new verticals and leading a strong sales team. I love it. Thank you so much, Gregory. Could you give a quick elevator pitch on um, Mango Pay, who they are, target audience, just so that listeners out there can be on the same page? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's really important. MongoPay, uh, that was, first of all, the solution I was using at, uh, at, uh, on my marketplace. So MongoPay is a hand-to-hand payment solution in white label specialized for marketplaces, crowdfunding platform, and fintechs. We have 2,500 European platforms, European mainly, using all API. We have processed 4 billion in 2019, and we process payments, you know, or transfer to to and from 169 countries all over the world. Mm-hmm. And we have huge object, objective because we want to reach 14 billion in 2022. Oh, wow. We have clients like Rakuten, Vinted, Galerie Lafayette, Carrefour, Adevinta Le Bon Coin, and a lot of other international mm-hmm. clients. So MongoPay is a very simple solutions in terms of mm-hmm. technology that will allow you to customize your payment pages that will allow you to use the best payment solution for every local markets and you will you will never bother about the payment page you will just focus on your customer and the user experience thanks to us love it you have worked internationally in emerging markets and currently work across Europe in the business development space. Do you have a different approach in each market, specifically those countries and cities that use more cash than others? Oh, that's a very interesting question. And I love it. Uh, so to start, as I said, um, today I'm on uh, working on payments. So my point of view will be mainly from an online and payment perspective, mm-hmm. obviously. But definitely what is interesting in Europe is the fact that we are all neighbors and one continu- continent, but fully different with strong histories that influence the user behaviors. Mm-hmm. Still, in most of the countries, Credit cards, Bankwire, and PayPal are the most used payment solution. Um, of course, depending on the business specificities and the average basket. But then there are a lot of different payment solutions. Some are old, some are new, like uh, for the old, like cash payment. And for instance, in Italy, it can represent 50%. And in Portugal, for instance, as well, 30% of all mm-hmm. the payments. So you have to consider, you know, the general solution and the local solution. For instance, in Italy, if you order a sofa, people are able to pay it at the delivery on the doorstep. <laughs> That's wow. crazy. But as well, you know, if uh, uh, there is another way of paying by cash, it means that you will go to the grocery or the tobacco shop where you will pay 50 euros and you will get a voucher. Then you will go home and you will be able, thanks to this voucher, to pay your item on the internet. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of old solution. But today you have as well new payment solutions like instant payments to make your bank payment quicker, direct debit, which allows the merchants to ping, to ping your bank from mm-hmm. time to time with your approval from the first purchase. Then in countries with high mobile penetration, you have new solutions with mobile QR code and as everyone knows, you have as well the X-Pace, like Apple Pay, Google Pay, or Alipay for Chinese consumers, that at the end of the day, it's just 
a better user experience on your mobile, but at the end of the day, it's the same that with your credit card or your bank account on the back end. Gotcha. So what is important at the end of the day is to understand what are the similarities of the countries you are interested in. And most of the time it's credit card, bank wire, and PayPal for payments. But for example, in some regions, you have to understand, and the example I'm going to give you is for the Scandinavian countries, you have to understand that there is very local usage. So for instance, on those countries, it could be to slice your payment or to pay later thanks to mm -hmm. the solution very well known over that cloud. So all that said, what you have to understand is that you have to look at the specificities on each market and ask you a few questions. Is it a must-have or a nice to have? Mm -hmm. Is there a huge opportunity behind? Can I give a score for this opportunity and do I really need to go there? You'll have then to first analyze and later make cho some choices according to your own needs and prioritize. I love it. Then Gregory, how do you take a local product and transform it into an international one? Oh, la, la. <laughs> uh, no, I love this question because that's my job, my day-to-day uh, -day job. But, uh, okay, again, from a payment perspective, first of all, and uh, again, uh, I'm going to give my scope. I'm head of Western Europe, so my countries, and I can give my point of view for those countries, even if uh, I have the, uh, the input from my colleagues on, on the north, but my countries are France, Spain, Italy, Portugal, Uh, Belgium, and then I have as well, you know, Cyprus, Malta, and Greece. So when you want to ask you this question, it really depends on many variables, such as mm -hmm. product specificities. Is it just a consumer good or service? Does your product is, uh, depends on certain regulation? Does your product depends on local culture? You, ask you, you have to ask you a lot of questions. So I would say that the first step is to see if it is an easy international product or if you mm -hmm. have to adapt your product to local market. From a payment perspective, we have international products like PayPal, credit card, and bank wire, and local payment solutions, as we said, like Klarna for Scandinavian countries, Peconic for Belgium, Multibanco for Portugal, and many others. So the matter of being local is to address appropriately every market with the best offer. For instance, for all clients that are international, they want to attack a lot of products, uh, markets. Mm -hmm. So we need for each of those markets to propose the best payment solution. It could be with international product and with uh, local product, so a mix. So to okay. do so and to understand all of that, you need to analyze every market. Thanks to tons of surveys, getting feedback from client and prospect, local association related to your market, incubators, etc. So get inputs from all actors of your ecosystem. Last, but the most important, is to make crucial decisions. So you should then put in place a scoring and decide what are the priorities to take actions. I'm going to illustrate all of that with an example. One of, our very, one of my favorite clients, Wallapop in Spain, I don't know if you know the company Vinted, but it's a kind of a similar company mm -hmm. selling, you know, uh, secondhand clothes. And you are able yourself to sell your clothes on the internet to another particular. So it's pretty simple. And, you know, they wanted to enter other markets. And after analysis, they understood that it was really expensive 
because most of the time, all those markets were atomistic markets. So, finally, they decided just to focus on their own market where their brand was super established and just to diversify their product portfolio in those markets. And since then, they are super successful. Gregory, I can hear the passion in your voice. What is it about <laughs> what is it about Mango Pay that has made you want to stay long term? Because I can hear the love you have for the company. Um, I would say that at Mango Pay now I have many uh, many tasks, and uh, I have the chance first of all to travel. I have the chance to uh, recruit new people, smart people, to open new offices and to be in contact with all the clients, all the prospects, all the associations, uh, to be in contact, uh, no, to go to all the events, even if at the moment it's difficult to go in an event. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But anyway, uh, the scope of the responsibilities is so huge, uh, especially on the innovation part. And we are talking about, you know, the, the future for MongoPay for the next two years. So we are really considering of the needs of its clients. And we are thinking about what kind of product should we propose to uh, all clients in the future. So we are really receiving all the feedbacks from them and the challenge is huge. So I really love uh, that position and it's why I want to stay on the long term because there is so many things to do now, tomorrow and on the future. Awesome. Gregory, you owned your own business selling wine online. What did you learn from that entrepreneurial experience that you have then applied to your now job? Oh, that's a very interesting question because I remember, I mean, uh, just when I quit the company, uh, I closed it. Mm -hmm. It was difficult to answer to this question because it was like a, a defeat. But might have been like night and day with the type of industry you're working in. Completely, completely. But now I have a step back. I had the time to think about it. And first of all, I would wish it to everyone. He, It could be a long journey, but so rich in learning. So being an entrepreneur will get you a 360 company or project understanding, I would say, mm -hmm. first of all. You will have to set up everything. The strategy, you will have to get funds, build a team, find customers, build a website, and so get used to technical jargon, which I don't like. You will have to set up your marketing strategy. And above all, you will learn how to make quick decisions and be agile. On my side, as we said, it was a wine marketplace. So the first thing I learned is how to drink wine. Mm -hmm. And that was good for me. <laughs> But aside, it was, I was using MongoPay because it was the best payment solution for me uh, with a very amazing agile API. And they were the experts of marketplaces and crowdfunding platforms. So in order, the first thing, it was a key element that offers me the possibility to get my current position. Yeah. So now that I remember the difficult parts of this journey, I feel that all of our actions will serve us in the future. We just don't know the link yet. And that's what's important for me to understand. Do you feel, Gregory, being a consumer of Mango Pay back when you owned the wine online store, do you feel like that helped you in your job now? understanding what the pros are of Mango Pay, what makes the consumer want to use Mango Pay? I work on every department for mm -hmm. my marketplace. So now I'm able to manage uh, a project. I'm able to uh, communicate better with all the different departments. I'm able to be innovative. I'm able to do many things that 
are helping a lot MongoPay. Mm-hmm. And that was the best learning I got from uh, uh, to be an entrepreneur. Plus, you know, being an entrepreneur means a solution maker. Exactly. Someone that will always think that it's possible. Just you need to, uh, to set up a project mm-hmm. or set up the strategy and revise, review the strategy on the daily basis. Going back a couple years ago, you took a bet on a startup mobile payments company. When it comes to startups, there are lots of risks. When getting handed a job offer from a startup, what do you specifically look out for when making the decision? I know you mentioned it was like taking a bet. Um, so I'm really curious to know your thoughts on this. I really love that question because, you know, I work uh, a lot in a startup environment, uh, mm-hmm. either in a startup or speaking with a lot of startups. I remember the beginning of Deezer, of Dailymotion, of a lot of companies, French companies and international companies that we are seeing like um, giant today. And uh, if you want to bet uh, on your future on a startup, I would say that you need, uh, again, to ask you a lot of questions. First of mm-hmm. all, when it comes to product, you need to ask you a simple question like, does it talk to you? Yeah. Second, is it about the trendy sector, which attracts a lot of investments? Like, you know, at the moment, it's virtual reality, big data, artificial intelligence, but as well, health engineering and more and more environment, for instance. When we are talking about notoriety, you need to ask yourself, do you know this company? Are there any articles on Google about the company, about the product itself? Have you seen any news on Google about the key founders? Mm-hmm. About the team, do they have a proper team? How big are they? Are they too small? Means it's risky, but at the same time, I can get a great position on it. If it's small, but not too small, not too big, they are still under construction, so you can grow with them, help them. When it's uh, about incubators, are they hosted by a relevant incubator like Station mm-hmm. F in France and other big incubators? That will help you, first of all, uh, to see if there is an interesting and very uh, challenging opportunity. Then, when you will look at a new position, you will have mainly two options. Play on security or bet on the future. Yeah. And, and what is really important, and there is not a lot of people that are thinking about that, you need to think if you are a five to ten years cycle employee or short cycle employee. Yeah. It means that in a big company, most of the time it's a five to ten years cycle employee. But on those kind of companies, you will have the security, the opportunity to move from one position to another. As HR represents a huge cost of charge, they want to keep you and eventually help you to grow, to keep you. But it can be boring and a bit narrow in the responsibilities. On the other hand, in a startup, you might be in the heart of the future. You could get some shares. You will have more flexibility. Most of the time, fun with a lot of work, of course but you won't feel it as you will be an entrepreneur inside an enterprise. Moreover, either you will grow with them and get quicker into a better position you could get in a blue chip company, or you will be able to sell yourself on the market much better in the future. Mm-hmm. So to conclude, there is, you have to understand, first of all, what kind of employee you are and if the startup is the good uh, short of uh, uh, company. Uh, or if you are more for a um, blue chip company, I would say. But if you look at the startup, 
I would say don't just look at tomorrow, but rather on the next year or the next five years and check if it does fit your aspiration. What should you look out for when it comes to the next year? How do you make decisions based on this? To know where we want to be now, we need to know where we want to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Do we want to be a manager? First of all, simple question. Do I want to be a C-level? Do I want to be innovator, entrepreneur? Do I want to be the first man on March? Start from there. It will help you in the position selections. I remember, you know, do you know the, the actor Matthew McConaughey? Yes. From Interstellar. <laughs> yeah. After receiving an Oscar explaining how he got there, a guy asked him who was his hero. Mm. Uh, and he explained that someone asked him at 15 years old who was his hero. He asked first for two weeks thinking because he was disturbed about the question. And then he came back in answer simply that he himself, 10 years later, would be his own hero, having achieved great things. Then he added that 10 years later, he was still willing to achieve even greater things and looking to chase his 10 years later hero and the same 10 years later. So I would say, you know, go deep in yourself, first of all. Get inspired, follow your dream, your aspirations, ask you a lot of questions. uh, And thanks to that, you will see what is the best for you in 10 years, in five years, and that will help you on the selections. Please look further where you want to be and don't stop believing you can. The position in between are just steps to achieve some intermediary pillars. Gregory, you need to be a motivational speaker because I am feeling inspired. Gregory, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. Where can listeners reach you at? Where's the best place to find you? Oh, first of all, if you need any information about MongoPay, please go on mongopay.com. All the websites are translated, so you will have a lot of information. And if you need any feedback from this discussion or about anything about career, expansion, etc., please contact me on my LinkedIn, Gregory Malgras. Perfect. Thanks so much, Gregory. My pleasure. Take care, Stacey, and thanks for your time. Thank you for listening to Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Talent in the Cloud. And if you're interested in exec talent or you yourself are looking for a new exciting change in your career, check out our website, talentinthecloud.io.